were talking about how edit the podcast yes the pod the way you edited the podcast last week was a bit cheeky it was it was awesome i loved the opening that was that <laughs> made me laugh uh for the listeners who do not know this i frequently hear the podcast at the same time you guys do so i don't know how it's edited it depends when i get uh, the, the 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 way i'm the workflow supposed to work is i will edit it wednesday night thursday morning and get it over to gwen but most of the time I end up doing something else. So it will just sort of turn up on time on Friday and I'll be like, it's done now. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't mind because you're, you're like, you always do a great job. The only uh, criticism I ever have is sometimes you cut uh, anytime I say something negative. I feel like, well, sometimes I'll say something negative and you'll be like, "Ooh, I don't want Gwen to seem like a negative person. And you cut that out. Yeah, uh, which is interesting because, like, when I talk to people about the podcast, what they like is that uh, we're both so honest yes. most of the time. Yeah, well, so, this is uh, it, it all stems from the way I self-edit myself, uh, in terms of what I put out publicly, and it's been a conscious choice, so I'm aware of it. But like, like I, I always say, if I talk to you. I'll bitch and moan about stuff. Anyone talks to me, I will. I'll be honest. And I like to be like that when I'm talking to people. I will just tell you what I feel about a thing. But when it gets into that realm of it being... Where it's the, recorded when it's and recorded online forever. Online and it's like, here's what I think. I never want to be that voice that's like... That became... And it's kind of changing, but became so prevalent in games media for so long which was the online person who's like, this is bullshit. Fucking, I'm the uh, angry bullshit angry guy. And it's like, uh, and yeah. I, I so don't want to be that. But I've, I think I have, as you're saying, I think I've pivoted too far where I will just say my opinion on something, which is fine. And I'll be like, oh, I better edit that out. And that's somehow extended to you. Sometimes it's little things like where, I don't know, I'll, in my head I'll think... Oh, does Gwen definitely want to say that she thinks that person is like awful? Which I don't think you ever said a person is awful. I've never but, said that. Yeah. But you know what I mean. Like, and and I'll be like, oh, I'll cut that out. And yeah, I do tend to do that a lot. And I shouldn't. I should just be uh, as honest and real no, as we are in conversation. It's giving. Yeah, it's giving me a weird perception of myself where I'm like, wow, I'm a really happy, positive <laughs> person. When in reality, I'm like, this could be better. Like a lot of the time. Uh, yeah, like, I, I totally get where you're coming from because you're right. Like the media does, uh, you know why the media is frequently negative and and will will say things like that is because it's interesting well, and because it is different and because it's a way of standing out. Like a lot of indies stand out on Twitter by being really negative about things that I are just, popular and that yeah. gets them press. I just and don't the, think all press is good in a way. In a way, but like to me, I just don't like. And this isn't to say that I'm like totally like fucking lying to the world and like i'm just sitting here being like everything's shit and that, but i come online I'm like i love all the things but like i don't know i definitely do think that there is too much of that in games like a lot of white dudes with mm. beards that are a bit overweight like i always say people that look like me and mm. they're like mad and it's like oh look it's it's angry joe he isn't he angry like he's a real person on youtube if you didn't know but like, oh my god, really? There's a guy angry called, Joe. He does angry review, capital letters, uh, and then it, and it's like, I, I don't well, care that's... about your angry review. Like, I don't, that's what I'm angry about. <laughs> like, I don't, and I don't I know. know. I, I, dude, I'm just gonna level. You are not angry, Joe, man. <laughs> like, you were, you. I I don't know if you like self edit before you speak because um, like that might be something I'm incapable of. But like, you come across as being extremely positive. I, I do uh, try to be, and I, but I, 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 do, I do think that you're right, and I definitely do edit too much in terms of sometimes I will just say, like, oh, that thing's bullshit. Like, oh, that game was rubbish. <laughs> like, but then I'll get to editing, and I'll be like, oh, but there might be someone who likes that game, and they're listening, and they're like, oh, man, I'm sad now. And I'm like, okay, I'll leave it there. But that's not yeah. honest or real. And as an adult, it's, that's probably a thing also, you want to be. Also, it's like if we're complaining about parties in the industry, yes. like nobody's going to be like, oh, Gwen Frey and Chris Slate, they, they don't like parties. Okay, so like, I, I'm not going to edit this out. Yeah. Number one, I don't want to go oh, to your shit. party, so I don't care if you don't, <laughs> you don't <laughs> invite me. 
<laughs> I don't like I don't... parties. I don't. I I don't like parties. I don't really drink. I like to be somewhere quiet where I can talk to people. I love talking to people. There you go. Oh, yeah. There's the. There's the. There's the. There's some Bruh. honesty. Ryan uncut Chris Slay yeah. right there. Yeah, I don't want to yeah. go to your loud music that I don't like party because I won't go anyway. So you know, even if you don't invite me, here we are. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> I know. Make it a stand. Yeah. Yeah, you do that. It's good. The um, we should start the podcast. Yes. Uh, uh video games and such. I wanted to talk about video games that I've played that are not just Overwatch. Oh my god! <laughs> I know. <laughs> like every really week. branching out this week. Yeah. Holy shit! What what video games have you played that is not Overwatch? Uh, I've played a few. Uh, the first one uh, that I didn't play a ton of, but I want to touch on it quickly, was a game called Pit People, which is made by the Behemoth. That's a uh, multiplayer, right? Is that one multiplayer? Um, I've only played it single player so far, but it may have a multiplayer component. Like I've probably played like about two hours of it so far mm. so i don't have a ton to say but it's by uh the behemoth and it's got the same voice actor they tend to use who is amazing i don't know his name unfortunately but he's really good and it's their take on an isometric uh uh what, what do you call them uh rpg things where you take turns turn-based isometric thing why can i not remember the name for Grid anything based yeah, you know, like... Uh, tactics game? Yeah, like Disgaea, that kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah, grid-based tactics game. Tactics. Why could I not think of the word tactics, Gwen? That's not a hard word. It's a, it's a weird word. It's a weird... It's yeah. got... Tactics. It's very staccato. Yeah. Tactics. But it's, it's one of them. So it's kind of... More than anything, I was interested to see what their take on that would be. And it's simplified in a way, in as much as it doesn't have the deep systems a lot of those games have but in all honesty to me that's a positive because i've definitely gotten to a point because you know how uh, whenever the there's a popular thing and then then all the things are that you get sick of the thing to me that is definitely like there's a deep crafting system and five pages of rpg like i've now got to the point where i'm like oh i don't want to craft anything please don't <laughs> i don't want to i don't yeah, want that to crafting in overwatch thing. is really uh i know right you a... <laughs> I've, I've played overwatch and i'm like man i'm in and out of that game in like 40 minutes like and i've played three games and i'm gotcha. done i don't have to think about anything well i do when i'm playing the game but i just yeah, don't well, crafting is big right now because you've got a lot of people who are really into like minecraft well, build your own thing right like that's and... where that's all come from minecraft is i will always say is one of the best games ever in terms of the amount of impact that game has had and i love playing yeah. it and i i will put that up there with like a mario world or super mario in terms of huge impact on how games are going to be going forwards so i get that but i just i like like i was looking at reviews for that uh horizon zero dawn and it was like big and open world craft, game yeah craft all your ammo and and a part of my brain just instantly went man can't i just have it like or find it like i don't want to have to find bits and then build it and i don't want to <laughs> level my stats like i don't it's an open world survival game you have to craft arrows no i know, Chris, I, know. Like... <laughs> I know that's the thing but it feels like that's in everything and i'm just like I don't want to do it at the moment. Like I don't know. Like well, if I see a huge screen with all these stats I can upgrade and stuff, I'm just like, ah, oh, nah, pass. Is it is it the crafting or is it like the huge open world? Because there are so many right now. Like Ark of uh, Jesus Conan just came out. Yeah, open open world uh, survival title is really a title that's that's big at the moment. It is, um, and I think that's part it. Might of be it. the next character shooter. It, it might be this year's character yes. shooter. Ex yes, exactly that. To the point where everyone got bored of character shooters, I feel I've, like, got to the point where I'm like, all right, I've done that now. Like, I don't need that shoehorned into it. Like, this game, like, a game will feel like, oh, we got this good idea for a story and a setting and everything and all that stuff. Okay, so how can we put that into an open world thing where oh, I have man. to go through stats? So and I'm like, I don't know, man. Like, just give me a cool, like, you could give me a linear. I don't know. I haven't thought this through. It's just a feeling. <laughs> <laughs> like... Yeah, I mean, I I feel you. Open world has been 
big for a while. There's been a lot of open world games. So what we need is like the Overwatch that just kills it. Yeah. Like this is the top of the genre where everybody has to chill for a while. And it might come out in um, uh, Red Dead. Oh, God. Yeah. Red Dead Redemption. Red that'll, Dead Redemption was so probably. good. probably. Dude, if you're releasing an open world game in the blast radius that is Red Dead Redemption, yeah. like that launch window, you're so fucked. I mean, that's an open okay. world game and it's got hunting and stuff in it. But I remember when I played that game, I didn't do any of the hunting. I didn't really upgrade anything drastically because you didn't have to. And nah. so if I didn't want to engage with that side of it, I didn't have to. Whereas something like Horizon Zero Dawn, it's like, it looks like, and I haven't played it yet, and I'll probably end up getting it because apparently the story is really good and it looks cool. The reviews are fantastic. The reviews yeah. are amazing, but like, it looks like the gameplay loop is kill the thing and then build the thing. And I was like, okay. okay. I don't know why, though. I don't know why. <laughs> that's just me. See, that's another part of why I edit stuff like that out because half the time, these aren't even fully thought out thoughts. They're just like some vague feeling I have inside that I'll start explaining and I'll go, I don't even know how committed I am to this thought, Gwen. <laughs> I don't want to put a stamp on it and be like, that's what I think that, forever. That I understand. I would totally edit out anything where... Yeah, I don't... I did not mean to critique your editing. I'm no. actually like a huge fan of all your work. You do great oh, thanks, stuff Gwen. with this. Uh, I'm, a, I'm a fan. I'm a fan of what you do here. Uh, okay. Bad. But so, yeah, so anyway, relating that back to Pit People, it doesn't do any yeah. of that stuff. It's kind of a bit simpler. It's very funny. It Like genuinely, which I will always say is rare in video games moments that actually make me laugh out loud and it had a couple because it's th that narrator is very well written and it's it's just got some funny little jokes in there like uh there's a guy it's nah it wouldn't work like you have to play the game i was about to explain it and realize that it wouldn't be funny if <laughs> yeah. i just told you it but yeah i get it there's this is a recurring thing we like i think we both agree there needs to be more games with humor there yes. needs to be more games that leave you with a smile absolutely yeah and that agree. does and I've, I've enjoyed that uh the other game i've been playing was one i think i remember you mentioning which is gigantic uh yes i'm sure you oh mentioned that God. at one point i did uh okay so okay i it's gorgeous it's <laughs> yes. a gorgeous game it's so fucking pretty it's the prettiest goddamn game mm. and the animation is fantastic so good. okay so i'm watching so good penny arcade stream it right and uh -huh. this is a twitch chat granted it's a penny arcade twitch chat so it's a different audience but it's still a twitch chat but the whole twitch chat is just like oh my god these animations oh my god animation oh and my it's god. like it's, it's an so animator. rare that you watch a get that you see a game online where people are seeing it for the first time. I mean, I know it's been out for a while, but them playing it yeah. put a lot of eyes on it. It was like, you rarely ever see people just say, and oh, that animation's good. And it is. It's so it good. Is. Dude, the animation is fantastic. It's so good. It actually um, is distracting. Yeah. And this is, I can critique this game. I'd Go. like to actually. Go. When it, okay. Uh, when it launched, I thought the, um, the on-ramp, uh, so this is a first, or, I'm sorry, this is a third person game that has uh, it, MOBA elements. Yeah. Um, it's a, much it's a more, third person shooter with MOBA elements, basically. It's a much more understandable MOBA, I find, than League of Legends, in terms of it's understandable for you to just look at it being played for a second and go, oh, I get it, and then you can play it. I disagree. Oh, really? I'd like, I had no idea what the fuck was going on when I... I mean, for compared to League of Legends, yeah, but League of Legends is, like, <laughs> I a had difficult to, yeah, goddamn I had game to, to sit, get into. I had to sit someone down next to me and be like, what's happening while we watch a competitive match? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so League of Legends okay. is a complicated I game guess, under, yeah, to grok. Yeah. But uh, Gigantic... And Gigantic is not, a, like, a complicated game to grok, really, once you get down to it. Yeah. But the tutorial was um, oh. experience was not yes. great. No, you are correct. I had the advantage in that I watched people play it and they were talking about what they were doing while they were playing it. I would definitely yes. agree the tutorial experience is not good. If you went into that without knowing how to play and you just played the tutorial, you would just be like it. It was so it was a bad on ramping experience. Mm. I didn't feel like I understood the game. I didn't. I feel like it threw way too much at you way too fast. Um, there's other games where it's just kind of like, okay, here's your character. Here's a little arena. Run around and shoot and learn how your abilities work. Uh -huh. And then after that, now let's talk about the metagame and where your character fits into the metagame, right? Mm. Whereas this is like, literally, you boot up this game and you boot up the tutorial 
And a guy goes, okay, so Endrasil, like, and just starts throwing like random ass words at you. Endrasil's gonna die because she needs to lay an egg or some shit. And so you gotta like fly over here. And in, at oh. no point does it explain like your abilities or what you do or give yeah. you any time to get into that. I want you to do uh, more so... tutorials, by the way. I would really like a tutorial <laughs> in that voice where it just begins. Yeah. And it's just you being, okay, there's some eggs or shit. And it's like. <laughs> and I mean, this is classic i totally understand they are not launched yet uh this tutorial was probably the last thing they did when they realized oh crap we're going into early access it's not early whatever we'll talk about that later but uh when they realized they were they were going to go into this beta phase they they slap i don't think they slapped the tutorial together but i don't think it's a (laughs) great onboarding experience it doesn't feel like a good tutorial no no and if you're going to get into this game i think you should uh get into it by starting by watching somebody else play it i'd agree to learn the meta game yeah Yeah, i think you did it right like uh, for me going in trying to learn the game from based on the tutorial and then based on they had this other mode where you can run around in single player and shoot things in an arena but it's weird mode with little cute dinosaurs that you can shoot and that should be a very simple arena but it's a very complicated arena it is a lot of things around what that looks like is um internally as developers we always have a test map where you can test each thing that's like, exactly what that what is a, like that's is how it, i use like? that area exactly as a it's user like, what is it like if i have this what is yeah. it like if i have this combination of skills what is it like if i have this combination it's, of it gear does not explain that in any way though you go in and you can just level up as much as you like and there's all these dinosaurs that you shoot and it's like okay so i'm testing out my character but then you can test your character out against seemingly every single different type of enemy thing that you can evolve yeah. and it's like yeah none of that's explained very well to the point where there's still bits of it that i'm like like that bit i was just trying to explain about enemies that evolve i'm like i don't get what that bit is for in that room like why would i want yeah. to fight that they're too strong aren't they i don't know yeah it's weird i think um that the whole onboarding experience, I think, is where they, they maybe dropped the ball. Mm. The other thing is, I think some of the animations are so gorgeous and over the top, uh, it's difficult to tell what's going on. This is my only... Ooh, and, and on. This is terrible to say, but like, uh, you're for instance, you're so jumpy yes. in your run cycle that for some of these characters, that I'm not quite sure where the hitbox is when I'm shooting them. And it makes it a very different... If your goal is to be a competitive shooter... There needs to be a certain cadence to the run cycles, I feel. I I haven't no. fully th- I'm not completely convinced of this. I might just be crap at this game. Like I will preface, like I might just be really bad. But I, I felt like there was times when I should have hit a character and I didn't. Do you know? This is one thing that I actually noticed while Penny Arcade were playing it, and it's a comment that I remember because he uh the guy that was playing it specifically said that he found it difficult to know when he was doing like when he was hitting a character and when he wasn't like it would give a damage number definitely when he was hitting it but he was like he same thing i think you're explaining which is like he just found it difficult to know exactly where it was he would hit the thing and where he wouldn't yeah the it's difficult it's difficult to tell when when your character is moving around so much within a hitbox within with these animations um it, it's difficult as an opponent to tell what is in the what is is this character moving to slightly to the left because the player has moved that character slightly mm. to the left or is that in the animation yeah. it's very difficult to tell um and it makes the game in a way less competitive because there's more randomness and less skill involved when you have there's like, true there is an advantage to that though for me moment. in that i am playing it on my own and i'm not talking to anyone else or wanting to communicate at all so Working as a team dynamic is different from what I'm describing is like the second to second I shoot oh, this other person. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Uh, and like that, uh, that I feel is a not as good experience mm. as it could be. Mm. And that's an experience that needs to be very, very polished in a third person shooter, especially a game that's aiming to be uh, competitive, yeah. like an esport. Well, Gigantic is a weird one because you like if i can briefly actually sidebar very quickly because i'm going to mention another game that had a brilliant tutorial that i played recently which is called armello if you've played that i haven't i've heard about it though i've heard it's good it is brilliant it is basically a board game but video gamed enough that you don't feel like you're just playing a digital board game it feels like Mm -hmm. i'm still playing a game but it's complicated there's a lot going on there 
But in the space of an hour, I did these four little tutorial modules and I got it. And the main thing that really got me into it was the fact that they added narrative to this tutorial and it made it feel like I was just playing the game whilst I was playing while I was learning Gwen and I had a great time. That's doing it right. Like I I think a lot of games, the witness is like a masterpiece in tutorials. Mm. Like basically you, you walk up the first puzzle is literally uh, teaching you like how to use the mouse or the controller or whatever. Like it's a, a masterpiece. It just, Get somebody to a point where they understand a concept and then get somebody to a point where they understand the next concept and then just keep layering on concepts and complexity. I think a lot of puzzle games are uh, really, really good at at understanding. Well, in a way, puzzle games are an easier um, problem set as far as tutorials go. Yeah. But puzzle games are really good at like first get somebody introduced to one concept, then layer on another concept, then layer on another concept. This is exactly what Armello did. And they did that via because there's different characters you can play as that have different sort of advantages and disadvantages because it's a board game so it's like you get plus one this or you get minus this and stuff like that but they did they framed that in how the character is so like i particularly enjoyed i've forgotten her name but playing this bunny who has like a an umbrella and such and yeah and i enjoyed playing her because they framed her in the idea that she prefers to uh, she's part of this old clan that used to be an advisor to the king before the king became corrupted with this evil and so she prefers a more political path so all her skills and stuff are sort of given to that gameplay system and they've got a system that kind of equates to being more that way and a victory condition that's being like more like that and so the whole little story they put you through does that and you find out more about the basic plot as you go through and it's brilliant and it does that for each character and each character is a way of explaining kind of each skill set and each victory condition that you can have for this game and yeah it was brilliant like i fit i fit people that because i've streamed it a couple of times now and people will come in that didn't see me do the tutorial and say i don't quite know what's going on and i'm like yeah i get that because to just look at this <laughs> it looks complicated there's cards there's dice there's all these different turns there's all this different like the king seems to lose health when the sun goes down but then he gets more power when he the sun comes up but a sort of power that's not the main power and it's difficult to get but yeah that sounds very complicated it is but But, in an hour the tutorial yeah i nailed it like i get it good your on-ramp is so clutch yeah Uh, it's so clutch and i think uh (laughs) well the thing with, with gigantic that we were talking about earlier is because I know you wanted to get to this. Like, it's an... I mean, it's not early access, is it? It's Windows oh, Preview Program. It's Windows Preview, yeah. Which is oh, early yeah, access. Yeah, yeah. So this is where I think uh, they, they're they in trouble more than anything else. They can fix the on-ramp. Um, and that this game is gorgeous. And yes. it's going to be an amazing... It's going to be... Well, it had the potential to be really successful. They're in early access. They're not on Steam. No, it's uh, only on... I can on the PC. It's the first time I had opened up that Windows Store because yeah. I, that was the only place I could get Gigantic, and I could also get it on the Xbox One. But I found it controls better with a mouse and keyboard. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is uh, yeah. If if their partnership with Microsoft panned out and Microsoft really pushes this game and tries to make it an eSport, maybe that would be cool. But because on PC they are only on, they are only available through the Microsoft Store, mm. uh, and they're not a big company like Blizzard with their own launch window. Yeah, or, no. um, And unfortunately, there people aren't super keen on going out. Like what Riot pulled it off, but Riot had fucking lightning in a bottle with Riot. League of Legends. Well, that's it. Very few other games uh, can win uh, through a different alternative store. I think mm. it's it's worse than being on origin being in the microsoft oh, God, store yeah. right now I had, as i said i had never opened it that was the first time and i was barely aware of the game i'd see it pop up on my xbox but it yeah. was just through penny arcade playing it that i just, that i was like oh that looks fun huge, and i got it they have such a huge discoverability problem right there uh-huh. so like when you combine this their on-ramp isn't quite there yet um and they have a discoverability problem uh it's a good game. It could totally get there, but they need to maybe... They don't need to. 
it, I think it would be in their best interest to talk with Microsoft about potentially being available in other storefronts just to get um, a critical mass of players. Because an online game like that require, I mean, it's a multiplayer competitive game. They need a certain number of people playing because they need matchmaking to go down. Oh, their matchmaking system is back when I first tried it was not good. Wait, do you it know how many take, takes like two to three to four minutes for me to get a match? very long time and the number of times i would get I, I feel like i went from playing overwatch to playing that um and it's not just that the match times were shorter it's that the number of times people would drop out yes uh, was same like you'd you'd match and so you have this thing where you you queue and you want to match and then it's like after it finds the match which takes about three to four minutes uh you have one minute to say okay yeah i'm here and then after that um Everybody sometimes picks a character. Yeah. Oh. And then after that, sometimes people drop out. So annoying. And, and so then you're back to that screen again where you're like, oh. The minimum number of time it takes to get a match together is 10 minutes. Mm. And that's an unbelievably long time. It's it's a little uh, better now. I had it take 10 minutes once. I think the longest I've waited is generally... A, the average is about three to four for me, which is still a oh, while. That's not bad. It's not that bad, they, but you compare it to... It up. They're getting better. I mean, this is a game that's out in in like early access, so uh, like I, I always feel bad critiquing a game in early access. It's but, out there uh, though. This is this is the this is the thing that it's a constant debate in the media of like some people discussing: should you review early access games? Should you? How harsh should you be? Yeah. And in my opinion, if it's a thing you can buy and pay money for, you give it the caveat of well, you know what you're getting. It's a little cheaper right now because you are going into early access. It may be a little weird, but if you're going to take money for a thing, it's got to work and you got to be able to use it. So I do think you should be able to create early access games because they're not free. Like, as soon as I've given someone money, it's like, you're not my friend. Like, I haven't given you this money because <laughs> I'm like, come on, you can do it. It's like, no, I... I gave you that money because I thought the thing looked good and I want to play the thing and I'm along for the ride, but I definitely want the thing. Man, it's weird, especially for a free-to-play game that is going to constantly update. Like, where is the line? When do you... It's so arbitrary. Now it's in alpha, now it's in beta. Like, that's got an expansion and it's still in uh, (laughs) early access. That's the one part where you're like, come on. Like, at what point are you going to consider yourself done? At some point, you just have to say, this is not a game that launches. This is a game as a service. Yeah. Like, League of Legends will always be updating. This is a free-to-play game with characters where they need to keep making characters. Gigantic is the same way. It will always be updating. You can call it Games Preview if you want, but you're out. You're taking money. Uh, Like, this is no longer an alpha. Even if it... uh, I mean, the definition of alpha and beta are are also completely arbitrary, but let's be real here. Yeah. This is you, you can't. You're out. You're yeah, out. You if can't I can be buy it, out. You're out. Like generally, like you can play. You can get gigantic for no money down. Like you can get it for no money down, but you don't get all the heroes and all that stuff. But I enjoyed it enough that I put my money down. That's my choice. But there are a lot of early access games that are like generally early access on Steam. Like was it Steam Greenlight or whatever they mm-hmm. call it? No, early access. Which they're getting rid of, access. by the way. Oh yeah, we didn't. Did we talk yeah, about they that? Got... I don't think we ever did talk about we that. We will talk yeah, about that. Let's talk about that. Still... Let's park that for a second. Okay. Because yeah, with early access games though, if I've paid for it, then it's out. Like it's not out, out, <laughs> but it's out. If you know so, what I mean. God, and the, the there's an expectation like... with that. If I've paid for something, there is an expectation. I know the bar keeps moving too as a developer because you do want. There are early adopters mm. who want the actual beta experience. And the beta experience is a shittier experience. Oh, some people love uh, that, yeah. And some people want that. And some people want that and they want to be there to, to help shape the game. Yeah. It makes them feel like they're they're part of the dev team and that's great. Um, but articulating like, this is the shitty experience for the people who want to play now. And this is a game that's pretty much pre-release, but we're, for marketing reasons, not calling it released yet because we're games as a service. We need a way to articulate which is which. And I think uh, Clay just did something adorable. Clay? I, I don't know. 
Clay, they they made uh, Don't Starve. They oh, made Invisible Ink. I was thinking of a person um, called Clay. I was like, I don't know Clay. <laughs> no. Yes, I'm aware of uh, Don't Starve. I've not played it, so, but I know, uh, lots of people play that game, so I'm aware yeah, of it. Yeah, Don't Starve is probably... they're not, It's a constantly updated game, but they constantly release expansions rather than... Um, uh, just updating the base game, mm. which is good because they they're always adding more to it. Yeah, people uh, love that game. I think people love Don't Starve, uh, but they have a they are a studio with a reputation, and they do want to get those those beta testers, those people who want to early adopt, to play their next game, which is Oxygen Not Included. Yes, but they do not uh, want to release an early access because then the press will cover it exactly as it is right now. <laughs> yeah, and uh, so what they did was they released a secret uh link on their forums for the pre-early access for oxygen not included and you can go there and for twenty dollars you can play oxygen not included right now which is like uh this this game is basically um shockingly similar to rimworld Uh, oh really you love rimworld i do uh so obviously i've played this (laughs) uh it's it's got the don't starve art style um I love Clay. Clay has some incredible 2D animators. I really wanted them to like expand on the Invisible Ink art style. I thought that was gorgeous. Invisible uh, Ink was a really nice looking game, yeah. It was pretty, man. But they uh and I, I like Don't Starve too. So this this game uh aesthetically looks very similar to Don't Starve. Um it's gameplay is similar to Rimworld, um, but it's a side scroller rather than a top down isom- top down game okay um i think i think that's interesting i think people as a whole are gamers right now as a community are um the the value the price value on a game that's a side scroller like a digging game like terraria Mm. uh is the perception is that that should cost less than a top-down isometric game (laughs) yeah there there is a weird well, I think No Man's, we've talked about it before, No Man's Sky was the classic. Not for how it looks, but the fact that it was an indie game. And I remember there being people mm-hmm. annoyed that it was the same as any other full-price game because of the perception of what an indie game would cost. Exactly. Yes. Uh, and Clay Clay is, um, they make incredible games. Uh, they are still technically an indie studio. Uh, this is a game that says, they're, they put the price point for Oxygen Not Included at $20 right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, it is like, let's compare Oxygen Not Included in a room world. Obviously, the art is better in Oxygen Not Included. No question. Yeah. Um, the, uh, and the production values, the amount people are willing to pay for a game is usually um, audio and art. That's people, you're marketing for your game in a big way is your screenshots and, oh, and yeah. the way the game looks and oh, sounds. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if... They they are a studio that can demand a twenty dollar price point. If it was a different studio, I think they would have dropped it to fifteen. That's where I'm going with this. I get that. I They've got a pedigree, right? Like, because I was thinking in my head, like, if Double Fine released a game that was early access, and I think they did actually, with that space based DF9 that ended up. That's a whole different story. That just ended up Didn't being stopped well. or something. That was really weird because I was looking forward to that one. But anyway. Uh, yeah, like if they release the thing and that they say up front. This is the this is might be the shitty experience because we're still making it. But if you mm-hmm. give us a bit of money, it's going to help us build it. And da, da 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 da. When you know all that up front, it's like cool. I think it changes when it is like you say when it is on Steam, and it's right there. And it says early access, but it, it feels different. Like it's early access. I'm getting in early. Oh, that's cool. No no no. What they did that's so brilliant is if you oxygen not included, you can find its Steam page. They are not out in early access. You need a secret link that oh, you only yeah, get yeah. from their forums. That 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 is yeah that 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 is a That's good way genius. to do it. Yeah, they've like they you have to know the story clear. to seek it out. Yeah, you have to want this game. Yeah, you're not gonna like stumble upon it. Exactly. Um, and I the press haven't really covered it actually. I'm, from what I can tell, like this is. They they did this in a way that's really slick. They actually slow burned it. Mm. Like they did it. We, it, and that's very difficult to do for us to do with the profile of clay. Oh yeah. Uh, for them to pull this off, I, I'm impressed with that aspect of it. I think their their marketing idea and their development strategy for Oxygen Not Included is very smart. Yeah, I mean, I can only think of one game 
which is Minecraft, which is the only time that I felt a game actually bubbled up. Like, because I started playing in the beta. And I think that was the first time mm-hmm. that it was a game that I just heard about. Because, have you seen this thing? You played this thing? Look at this. Oh, this. It looks There's re- a lot of games like that, though. That might have been the only one you were a part of, but like Maybe. League of Legends, Don't Starve. Um, just the, a lot of games kind of had a a slow burn where they worked with their community and they grew the community and they grew the community and they got bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm. And I think that's why Clay did this because Don't Starve is like the classic example of yeah. starting, you know, uh, starting small and growing with your community. That's true. Yeah, there's loads of them. I guess it's just because that's the one that I actually was doing but yeah <laughs> you always loved that you were part of the community and you were there early and that's so special oh for God a game yeah. like that yeah for to watch a game go from nothing and be there at the very beginning and explode in the way minecraft did well, that was it like it's nothing it, will come close to it's that it's crazy like because i wasn't there during alpha or anything but i i got in on beta and like i purchased it then before minecraft was minecraft it was you only bought it on minecraft.net and like that was where you found it and you, it was yeah, it was definitely special, and and for how huge it's got, it's cr- like because there's kids today they don't even know. Like we didn't even have an end when I played it. There was no I end. Know. I remember survival mode turning up. It was crazy. <laughs> God, I I know how you feel. I was there. Like my friends got me super into the beta of League of Legends back when there was like less than twenty heroes. Like I I you have a special place in your heart for those games. The games where you were there early. I totally get it. I kind of, the one thing, because I did tweet the other night because I'm the main game that I m- missed that experience with, that I wish I had had that experience with, was World of Warcraft. Because I've mm-hmm. heard so many stories. Like, my girlfriend played uh, WoW when it was vanilla WoW. And, like, pretty yeah. much from when it came out, she was playing it and she played it so much. Oh, God. And there were those initial moments, like the first time they turned on PvP and WoW. Yeah, all that like the, stuff. For, all those stories. It was only world PvP. And you were just there in Aerithy Basin, just like I, I, facing off with people. And I, Stranglethorn Veil became uh, a fucking nightmare from like... Z- and in the beginning, like, about. the game... Yeah, I know. I missed it, all of got, this. And I, I would love to find that again. But yeah. apparently, I tweeted last night saying, is there anything right now that you get that feeling from and the bulk of the replies were sort of like no <laughs> like one guy was literally just said like i think world of warcraft was a special case like they were like i don't I think you're gonna find that, that again necessarily i mean it, i didn't get into arc but some people felt that with arc oh god i tried um, playing arc um, i don't get it <laughs> we discussed that now there's I conan mean, oh yeah. god now there's right so i work for devolver digital yeah the streaming arm of devolver digital we have a game right. that's coming out called Genital Jousting, and it's a gross-looking game, but it's funny, and people seem to respond well to it. We're not allowed to stream that on Twitch. They will not allow it because it's got genitals in it. The size of the new genitals on these character models in Conan that are just fine, apparently, on Twitch. And it's just like, oh, come on, man. Oh, We've got this one that's... silly little game about genitals that flop around on the... They're not even attached to a human. Like, <laughs> like come on. But you've that got these is such giant... a load of bullshit. Like, you've got these oh, giant, pointless penises flopping around. That There is nothing... I don't care. Have genitals on humans. They have them. It's fine. But, like, come on, man. Let's show genital jousting. Don't just auto-ban it. <laughs> That is a load of crap. I can't believe that. Yeah. As soon that, as Conan is, came out, I was like, wait a fucking minute. Genital jousting is silly. It's yeah. literally dildos. Like, it's literally just silly dildos. Silly and, dildos. And genital... Or, and, like, Conan, it's just senseless. There's yep. no reason for there the nudity. There is no just... need for that giant penis just flopping around. It's like... <laughs> and they don't have... One thing I noticed, because, again, I saw Penny Arcade playing this... The first thing, because one of the guys was like, make him go swimming. That's when it gets really crazy. Because it just sort of vertically plants down while you're uh, horizontal. <laughs> but, but the first thing that one of them pointed out was like, wait a minute, he doesn't have an anus. <laughs> like he d- They were like, hang on. So they've gone all the bother of making this like giant penis and testicles, but no anus. <laughs> Why? Uh, but that whole thing well, is like, you can stream that. That's fine. But like... A silly game about silly looking generals. No. Yeah. I didn't get that's, that. That was a that side just seems point. Weird. But anyway. Yeah. I don't know. Um, You say like about how people not knowing who people are. 
like I remember I took I was hosting a stage I took a lunch break came back like about 20 minutes later and the person who's like doing the hosting just while I'm on my lunch break is interviewing someone everyone's just sort of standing around chatting I look over I'm like oh shit lean down to the guy on the board and I'm like you know who he's interviewing right and he's like no and I'm like that's Ron Gilbert and he was like Jesus and he was like who's that and I was like Okay, uh, wrong guilt. You you're know, fired. Like, monkey eye, all that shit. You know, you know, if you, you're wet, manic mansion, like, do you know? And it's like, no. And I'm like, fuck. So uh, everyone, everyone there, I'm like, fucking, that's wrong Gilbert. And a part of me is going, why aren't I interviewing wrong fucking Gilbert? God. And it's the guy you know, got off the be... stage and was like, I didn't know who that was. And I was like, God. It was wrong Gilbert. And a part of me did think, like, maybe it was for the best. He looked like he had a good time. And maybe someone sitting there being like, it's Ron Gilbert wasn't what he needed at that point. Yeah. <laughs> but like still, it is. it was amazing to me that I was like, wait, but we all work in the same thing. You don't know who Ron Gilbert is? Oh, right. You're older maybe. than some of these people. That's a part of it that I had to get used to, That's too. true. <laughs> like these... These younger 20-somethings don't know what Monkey Island is. That's true. The thing is, though, uh, right? I never... It sounds like an indie game. It's like Monkey Island. Is that on itch.io? I don't understand. The <laughs> like thing it... is, right? The, I, I, I have... I've played a little bit of some Monkey Island games, but again, I never had a PC that could play these games. I am aware of these games just through my nerdy interest of these things. Like, I know all about mm-hmm. them. I know... Like... Like I know Shodan is, and so I've never played a System Shock game, but like I, I know yeah. the twist. I know all of that shit because I just, yeah. I like knowing all that shit. I find it really interesting. So that's the part of it where I'm like, even if you haven't played it, do you not? I don't know. Everyone's do you not follow in the industry? I know, right? I don't. I, yeah. I, that's just me. I but mean, you know, when you assume everyone else is like that, and you're like, you know who he is, right? I mean, fucking hell, I'm, I'm almost shaking. I'm so excited that Ron Gilbert's right there. I guarantee right you, there. like I. Everybody goes through this, and there there's these niches that are really really obvious to you. Yeah. Um. And like I'm I'm about to go. Uh. By the time this launches, I will have already done it. But I'm gonna go hang out with a bunch of animators at GDC. Yes. And I am not very good at keeping up with the animation community, specifically in film, and mm. what people are doing in film. And um, uh, I I tend to fall behind on on knowing techniques and people and things in film. Yeah. Uh. And people are shocked. They're just like, you don't know who that is. That is I the guess. animation director from Cloudy with a Chance of Meatball. Yeah, and you're like, like that, I that's did, a big deal. And it is. Like, I did not give a fuck about that at all. <laughs> yeah, it's not your like world, right? Like, you're like, no cool. give a fuck. Like, or, or you could say, like, they did all the stop motion in my little, or in the little prince. And I'll be like, the little prince had amazing stop motion. I can't name a single person who worked on that. No. Like, I can't. <laughs> and I'm sorry. Because it's, it's an incredible, impressive piece of work. Like, I, I thought that was that that is an underrated beautiful little film and mm. uh like and i can't name a soul that worked on it and i'm sorry but like that's my ron gilbert yeah. moment right yeah there. i guess like, so. everybody's got that that blind spot right did i tell you the time i think i have i said about when i met tim schaefer on the podcast i've told you that right you told me about it once and yes. it wasn't on the podcast oh which it was one of those things you cut which was sad because you, it was hilarious do you want me to tell you the story of meeting tim yeah. schaefer <laughs> Okay, so I am at the uh, Video Game BAFTA Awards, and I'm there with a big news company in Europe, Sky News, and I'm I'm on the red carpet waiting to be interviewed by them. They've gone off to interview someone more important than me, the guy who's like actually hosting the show, and so I I I am literally left by their bags. That's how important I am. They're like, "Can you watch these, and we'll come back and interview you?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." Gotcha. You're like the intern. You're the intern watching the bags. I know, right? And I'm like, now. You're sure. at BAFTA. You're watching the bags. I'm like, of course. Uh, and I, this is what happens. Uh, and I'm stood there. And there's all these people coming by. And I recognize some of the game developers and people like that. And I'm like, that's fine. <clears throat> like a lot of older British game developers that were sort of... The faces and names I'm vaguely aware of, but they're totally not my era. Because they're the people that worked on big games with the Spectrum and stuff like that. The gotcha. UK indie scene in the 80s was like a huge thing. Mm. and all these people are coming by and then i just noticed just stood there like fourth foot in front of me <clears throat> is tim schaefer like, just right there and i'm like yeah. i'm internally i'm freaking out because i fucking <laughs> love tim schaefer i love double fine and all that stuff 
Of course. And I, so I'm just there like, oh shit. It's fucking Tim. Yeah. That's Tim Schaefer. Tim, <clears throat> Tim Schaefer is a brand too. Yeah. Like that's right? a guy that his name's a brand. Yeah. And so I'm, totally. I'm looking right at him and he's just chatting to someone else. And, a part, like, and I'm thinking, my brain just goes, you are probably never going to be this close to Tim Schaefer in your life ever again. Uh, there is a chance that this will never, ever happen. You've got to at least say hello or do something because you're just stood here like you're not doing anything else you should do that so i just go over and i'm just like <clears throat> i'm very sorry tim because he's talking to someone but i'm very sorry yeah. tim for interrupting you because i'm wearing a suit stood on the red carpet as the same as him but uh-huh. so i don't know who he thought i was but like <laughs> so i walk up i'm just like very sorry to interrupt you tim but i just want to say uh really like your uh work and uh thank you for doing it and that's it <laughs> and he just sort of looks at me with a sort of why the fuck are you talking to me kind of face and just says well thank you for playing and i just like shook my hand and i was like okay bye and just went back and stood four foot away from him on my own again and just stood there like well that was good god so yeah that was my tim schafer story that you made that so awkward for him i love it i I tried so hard to not make it he won't remember that but i i tried so hard to not make (laughs) it awkward you'd be surprised like, there's a we remember this shit like i and, and tim schaefer's super cool by the way like just super chill he seems like, it on, he awesome. totally seems it but like, like some, I, I don't know him. a lot he of these names me. are not super chill and tim schaefer is super chill i That's love cool. him but yeah i tried so hard to just be like what you gotta do you gotta get in then you gotta get out because you're gonna <laughs> just fucking stand there and be like i'm your friend now so it's like <laughs> yeah I, I really wanted to oh, make a God. point of being like hello i think you're great I'm going to go now. I'm leaving now. So you don't have to worry about me anymore. Bye. God, that's the, that's the worst. <laughs> like the people um, that will. Yeah. And I'm not a big deal, right? Like yeah. this is not like, I am not a big deal, wow. but the people that will come up to you and uh, just be uh, usually students and they'll, they'll see like you're wearing a hoodie or something for in my case, cause I'm not Tim Shaver. Yeah. Uh, like they'll see me wearing an irrational hoodie and they'll walk up and they'll be like, hi, uh, I want to be in games too. And then they'll stand there. I'll be like, <laughs> then awesome. Cool. Uh, good. You should do that. That's <laughs> great. You are like, now just trying in to, games. Like, like... Now I've got to say something. And then they'll just stand there silently, like hoping that I'll carry on a conversation, <laughs> yeah. usually smiling. And I'm yeah. just like, I don't, I have nothing more to say. That's, um, that's why I didn't And then want. I panic because I'm not, Tim Schafer did that right where he was just like, thank you for playing. Yeah. And then be silent. Yeah. Goodbye. I, I'm going now. I've tried that. And sometimes like after two seconds of silence, they don't go away. And yeah. you're like, oh, fuck. That's why I left. It's like, you got to go. It's like, yeah, I, no, I, I began with, I just want to say, like, this is it. That's all I want to say. I cognitively framed the whole thing in my head. You know, it's like, out. if you're going <laughs> to, if you're going to be that awkward, it's like dropping a fart. You got to like, yep. you're, um, you don't want to hang around. You're like, I just did something weird. Just, <laughs> that was weird, but this is just for out. me much more than it is for you. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> this this was a, the wrong thing to do, but I've relieved some pressure internally and now yeah. I'm out. If I didn't Thank do you. that, I'd be very annoyed at myself. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Tim Schafer, if you ever listen to this podcast, I doubt you remember You that. were Chris's fart. You were. <laughs> yes. There you go. You, Tim Schafer, you were my fart. oh my god chris let you out in the world that's awesome i'm gonna make sure you drink with tim schaefer again i don't know how you have to be in the same city for that to happen i would love i will somehow leverage my small amount of connect i love double fine i love drinking with them they're fun they're like they seem so my second favorite people to drink with oh who's your first i'm gonna drink epic oh you we talked about this yeah uh no just because like they're funny yeah and they they buy good shit and they're funny <laughs> and they're amazing i mean i for some reason i've only i've only had good times drinking with epic right that's uh, a good thing right double fine but, though like i i, lo- I yeah. love that i love that com. i've think i've said it before i tend to love that company even more than i love their games like i played a bunch of their games but i don't love all of their games as much as i love everything about that company <laughs> yeah and they in a way i think they know that they they're very big on um they're very big on their brand and having a fun work environment and showing off their fun work environment and involving everybody with like, hey, we're a company of game developers. We're going to make a documentary about it. We're going to be online. We're going to be um, – they're, they're very focused on their community and, and building up fans and, and uh, stuff. I was in a meeting 
um, I, I flew out to Double Fine back when we were working with them. Uh, and uh, like I was in a meeting where they, they warned me I'd be on camera and they mm-hmm. mic'd me. Uh, and like I was, I sat there talking about Psychonauts, like in a brainstorming meeting for Psychonauts too. Yeah, I'm on. There's footage of me. Uh, um, that might come out someday. I was gonna when say they've, it. they've just started doing the making of like the Rhombus of Ruin and stuff. I think I've called yep. that the right name. You did, yeah. Good. I thought the so, VR but suddenly title. a part of my head went like, "That's not right." <laughs> I don't know why. But uh, yeah, <laughs> that they've just put out the making of for that. So I imagine. More stuff's gonna come coming out for Psychonauts too soon, and yeah, hopefully we'll see you in that. I don't know. I don't really care. I would like didn't know I that was care. gonna happen. I'll so watch it. I didn't like dress up or some shit. Like I'm just showing. I'm just there in jeans, like rolled out of bed. Like hey, <laughs> I wasn't hey, thinking was you'd vacation. be like dressed to the nines or anything, Gwen. Just it, it, it was like that brief moment that you were in one of the Psychonauts two videos that I got super excited about. Just sat there on the sofa, and I think my girlfriend walked by, and I was like, "Wait, that's Gwen! Rewind it, Nyan, <laughs> come here, look, that's Gwen. There she is." Like, so I exist. Yeah, <laughs> that's exciting to me. So <laughs> <laughs> it's re- you're not crazy. Yeah, it's exactly. real. But yeah, I think that it's probably as good a place as any to wrap things up, Gwen. Absolutely, it's been really, really fun chatting with you again. It's always fun. I would say so. Light. Yeah, you too, Gwen Frey. Thank you, Chris Slight, <laughs> for those who didn't catch that. Uh, at this moment, while you're listening to this, GDC is almost over, and our next podcast will be about all the crazy things that happened at GDC, so definitely tune into that. Um, and I then after that is our, our live PAX mm-hmm. episode. Dialogue box so, live from the show floor at PAX East on a stage and everything. Uh, you've got a lot to look forward to. Thanks for listening. This has been Gwen Frey and Chris Slight, and you've been in the dialogue box.